0: You're listening to the John Clark cast. My name is John Clark. I'm your host. I'm a licensed therapist just like you, private practice owner just like you, and I'm a guide for therapists building a better better business without all the overwhelm. And I'm, I'm happy that you're here with me today. It's a solo episode. Today I'm talking about mindset, how to get your mind in the right place, how to get out of your own way. And I'm going to walk you through some really concrete um, exercises in today's episode. It's going to be kind of interactive, which is which is special. And um, uh, interactive exercises to help you examine the thoughts and beliefs and narratives that are holding you back in your business. Then I'm going to talk about the equation for getting more clients. There's an equation, there's some math we can do to show you how you can go from where you are now to getting fully booked or wherever you want to be in your practice. So it's going to be a fun one. Let's dive in. I want to show you how private practice can be easy. So um, I'd love to hop on a phone call with you. Uh, I'm I'm accepting uh, uh, applications now for some free phone calls. So this is the time to do it. So head to thejohnclark.com forward slash work with me to hop on a call and see how we can get you where you need to be. Thejohnclark.com forward slash work with me. Welcome back to the show. It's Monday, November nineteenth, and I'm glad you're here. Appreciate you being here and listening, as always. And uh, I'm on the road again. I'm out here in San Francisco, actually, and um, the air is the air is pretty bad because of the fires. So, um, yeah, and just um, just a tremendous, uh, just a tremendous amount of devastation for all the the lives lost and. Um, all the suffering associated with the fires so <clears throat> um, just yeah i'm thinking a lot about those families and whatnot and um, you know the rest of us are just kind of dealing with the air quality which is nothing compared to the loss of lives and and everything so um yeah it's been it's been an interesting time to be out here nonetheless and we're wearing masks when we're outside for the most part so um but anyway yeah that's that's where i'm at out here visiting family. And, um, yeah, I have a precarious setup here with the microphone as always kind of leaning over a stack of books with my travel microphone. And I'm also still a little congested from being quite sick last week. So, um, yeah, I just couldn't, I couldn't swing it to do a solo episode last Monday. So I'm sorry if, uh, if I disappointed anyone from that, try to do it every Monday, but, um, just couldn't do it. Just couldn't do it last week. It was just too sick and too much going on, so I had to had to bow out. Um, but here we are, um, doing this episode here Monday. Got a really fun one coming up for you on Wednesday. My wedding photographer, Sean Cook, is on the show. This episode was even better than I thought it would be. I thought it, I knew it'd be cool. I didn't know it'd be this good. Or I didn't know there'd be this many parallels between wedding photographers and therapists. That's all I'm gonna say, so you have to check out the episode. But it was a really good one. And uh there's just, you can just learn so much from him as, as a business person. It's it's really, really neat. So um I think it's we're calling it what what clients really want with Sean Cook. Really fun stuff. So um but anyway, yeah, that's what's going on. I will try to stick to our regular regularly scheduled programming of solo episodes Mondays and interviews Wednesdays trying my best. I think, cause I think consistency is key. And as people, ex- you know, when people expect something, like you expect your favorite TV show, you also want to know that you can expect your podcast or whatever, you know, however this fits into your, your every week. I uh, want to make sure that I'm, I'm delivering that. So <clears throat> yeah, that's my promise to you is to keep trying to uh, stay on, t- on, on track here. Um, what else along those lines? Oh yeah. So I did a poll on Facebook and this is interesting. And I asked what episode type is your favorite solo or interview? And I purposely didn't put both as an option cause I wanted people to choose. And it was interesting. Um, I wonder if I can pull up the results here, but roughly the results were m- the, the most voted for option was actually interviews um which surprised me a little bit i guess because i tend to really enjoy um solo episodes of all the podcasts i listen to unless it's like a regularly scheduled um guest like the same guest on there every time they're not really guests at that point i guess they're like um uh co-hosts but um but anyway so most people said they like interviews uh about half of the amount said they like solo episodes and then people said both. Okay. So here it is. 79% said they like interviews. 21% said they like solo. And then let me see, let me count who put that they wanted. They like both. Nine, 10, 13, 13 people. So about half there's twenty eight votes total, but then the people in the comments said both. That was about half. So I should have just put that as an option, right? Um so yeah, I mean most most people most people like both. Uh or, or I guess it's most people like the interviews and then in second place it's people who like both. And then last is people who just like the solo episodes. So that was really interesting for me to um to, for for me to know because I think a lot of times we just assume we know what people like, and I assume that more people like the solo episodes. But I think people are saying they kind of like the the dynamic that is created when I have people on and the 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 energy and the the back and forth, the shenanigans, if you will. I think people tend to enjoy that. So um, that was kind of cool to know. So thank you if you. Um if you voted on that, that was helpful and I'll do it again at some point. It's always good to test your perceptions in life and in business because our perceptions are very limited by the information that's available to us in our heads. And that's incredibly limited and often quite biased. I think about this a lot as a therapist in that when you have a client sitting in front of you, you are getting a very limited view of the entire their entire situation. <clears throat> And they are, they are, sorry, I'm going to scoot up here. They're presenting a, you know, oftentimes a version of their story that is, that favors them or at least favors their perception of it and positions them a certain way. So as therapists, we are, you know, we're working with that limited information to try to make decisions and inferences and interventions based on what they're giving us. So I always think that's really interesting the more that we can pull in data and information from outside of the client and also use information that's happening in the room, this is why I love Yalom and uh, interpersonal process, uh, the more we can do that stuff, the better, right? Because that stuff is real and it's happening right now. So I'm always looking for those parallels um, as to you know things happening in the room that are parallels to what goes on out there in, in the world for the client. So that's, that's kind of the way that I work. Anyway, but this is a business podcast, kind of. It's kind of a whatever podcast, don't you think? <clears throat> um, it's kind of a whatever podcast, but mostly business. But we got to talk about therapy too, because therapy is the product after, after all. And I'm going to look at this. I'm going to roll right into my topic, talk about mindset. So um, I'm going to talk a little bit about mindset And then I'm going to talk about the equation of getting clients and then I'll answer one question from Facebook. So going back to mindset and the product that we are selling, the product is you, which is uncomfortable for many people, but the product is you. And in order to sell a product, you need to believe in that product and what it will do for your customer. That customer is your client. So I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm using business terms because that's sometimes we need to think of it in this way. I think we have too many feelings attached to the idea of client or of client relationship, you know? So sometimes I like to step back and go, listen, it's a, you know, this is a, this is a sales process. You're selling a product, which is an hour with you. Yes. Granted that, that the client is in fact, a good fit. You're working ethically, all that stuff. Yes, I know. I don't want to get backlash for that, but um, granted that all that is in place and you are trying to connect a customer to a product or service that they want, then then um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> Too much cold medicine. <laughs> Damn it. I was about to make a really good point and then I just dropped it. Don't you hate it when that happens? Oh yeah, but given that all those things are in place, it is a sales process and I think you should treat it as such. The sales process and your marketing is a lead generation process. That's really what it is. Your, your website is more or less a lead generation device. That's, that's really all that is. And when your website does its job and generates leads, you need to convert those leads. And we're going to talk about how to do that a little bit today because I think it's an important conversation that we always need to be having. So, But when it comes to your mindset, how much do you believe in your product, this thing that you're selling? How much do you believe that it will that is going to help your customer find the transformation that they're seeking. In sales, you're helping someone go from their current situation to their desired situation. You're helping them bridge that gap. That's pretty much what you're doing. Whether you're buying a gadget or a car or a shirt, you're, you're, you're helping that person go from current self to ideal self. That's what you're doing. So you have to see it as such, right? When it comes to your mindset, so you have to believe in your product. I think that's the first thing when it comes to mindset. And I think you have to believe in what's possible. I see a lot of therapists and business people and whatnot who they seem to have all the right pieces in place, or they've got the website and the, the SEO and the traffic and the whatever, the nice office, but somehow they don't get full. And it's like, why is that? Something happens. Something falls off in the process of getting them booked. So we have to wonder what that is. I'm going to ask you some questions right now for you to just think about wherever you are, whatever you're doing right now, just to think about these. First question is, I just want you to notice your reactions. First thing that come to your mind, your automatic thoughts and any emotional reactions. Um, So I'm I'm going to say these as statements, actually. I'm going to change this in my notes. And I want you to just feel and think as to how true these these feel. That was not very articulate, but you get the point. Okay, first statement. So notice how you're feeling before I state this, make this statement. And here we go. First statement, I believe I will get full. So I will believe I believe I will have a full and happy practice. Full and thriving practice. That's question one or statement one. So you might be nodding your head. Yes. You might be like, yeah, obviously, or I'm already there, or I'm trying to get all my clinicians full, whatever it is, you know, um, the next one. All right. So again, notice your reactions. Notice the automatic thoughts and just notice them without judging them. Second, second statement. I believe I will hit six figures. And obviously replace that for whatever goal it is. If it's seven figures, if you're a big group practice or whatever, I believe I will hit seven figures in a year within a year's time or whatever. Notice, notice what happens, you know, around that statement. How true does that feel? What reactions do you have? What discomfort do you have? What happens in your body? You know the drill. What have you convinced yourself of that may be untrue? Okay, so some things that I hear a lot, and I think I think are are going on. These are implicit to many therapists. We think things like people who are full blank, right? So therapists who have a full practice blank. What what is that for you? So you look at other people, you think, oh, they're more full than me. They're happier than me. They've got a better practice. They seem to have it all together. And you think what? So what's different about those people in your mind? Just be honest. It's just you and me right now. <laughs> or are you talking out loud, looking like a crazy person? Um, people who are full blank. So what do you th- what do you think just, you know, again, implicitly, what do you think they did or how are they different or what's the leg up that you've you convinced yourself that they have that you don't? Uh, for me, a lot of times it's about time, you know, oh, they've been at it a long time or they're older and wiser than me or they had a lot of help or it's because they take insurance or it's because they don't take insurance or whatever. What have you convinced yourself? Uh, Second one, people who make six figures blank or just, you know, fill that in with whatever people who make X amount of dollars, whatever that, that point is for you in the distance. What do you think that is? I used to think people We made six figures. Um, I don't know. We're just like special or money hungry or uh, just charging too much or whatever. Or had, you know, I don't know. I don't know what I thought. And then I did it and then the target moved. And I go, okay, well, then people who make X amount of dollars a year are what? They're special or they have affiliate marketing or they're, you know, they... They have something I don't, right? Not true. Okay. Um, so notice your reaction to that, and then the last one: people who charge insert session fee that seems too high to you, blank. So people who charge two fifty a session, blank. People who charge three fifty a session, blank. People who charge four fifty a session, blank. What do you think is different about them? Because we convince ourselves that there's something that is different about them or that changed or shifted or gave them, someone gave them permission on the way to do it or to charge a fee that they're, and not be afraid of it, not, not, not say sorry or feel bad or be shamed by other therapists or by our industry. And that's the funny thing about raising your fees, isn't it? A lot of therapists, we've bend over backwards trying to serve everybody, and then we burn out and we end up serving no one because we end up not getting paid enough. and you want to help people, you want to change the world. you want to you want to do this all with social justice in mind, but you sacrifice too much and you can't build a practice on you know sixty dollars a session. You can, but it's gonna be hard. it's gonna be really hard. So we can't wait around for insurance companies or people or whatever, someone to give us permission to charge what we're really worth. We have, we have to do that. We have to do it now. We have to do that for ourselves and we have to do it now. And we have to quit. We have to quit holding each other back and shaming other therapists for, for doing that, for charging what they're worth. So there's nothing different about them and you, that person who charges two fifty, there's nothing different. They just started doing it. That's all. That's all there is to it. That's the way you raise your fee. You look at it right now and you go today, the next person who calls my fee is two hundred and I'm going to state it. I'm going to state it plainly and I'm going to get them in the, get them in the door, put them on the books and I'm going to stomach my own feelings of discomfort and anxiety and whatever and just do it because there's nothing different about that therapist and you, other than that they've done it. They didn't get stuck on fear. They didn't get stuck in shame and guilt, money stuff, you know, family stuff, whatever narratives. They just did it, and they kept moving forward. And they have a better business; they'll probably last longer for it. Uh, and their clients will take them more seriously. Their clients will work harder. Their clients will be retained more. They'll get more benefits from therapy. They will cancel less. That's proven. And guess what? When you charge what you're worth, if you charge that two fifty or whatever it is for you, and you still want to help people who can't pay that, guess what? You're even more able to done this I've done this over and over again. The people that can pay pay the people that can pay the high fee pay the high fee that gives me the flexibility and the power to do the other kinds of work that I want for people people who can't but still deserve good help and I believe that's part of my part of my values. so I will see them for free. I will see them for fifteen dollars. I will see them for forty dollars sixty dollars whatever it is, even if it's just an exchange or symbolic exchange for that client to feel like they're you know that things are equal equal or equitable, whatever. So that's the funny thing is that when you, when you feed yourself first, you actually have more to give to others. You can actually feed others better. So most many therapists will not get that through their minds their entire careers, and they'll just kind of scrape by and have this kind of scarcity mentality and feel afraid and never raise their fees and never break through the glass ceiling that they've placed over their own heads, that you've placed over your own head. And it's all self-inflicted. At the end of the day, yes, there's systems. Yes, there's shaming. Yes, there's industry issues, insurance issues. But at the end of the day, it's really you. It's really you that's in, that's in between your current self and your ideal self, your current salary and your ideal salary. That's the, the only thing getting in the way is you. And that that you know, uh, I mean, listen. I've this has been. Put on me in a big way at times, even the past year, even the past few months, and it stings. But you know it's true, you know. So deal with the sting of it, and then move forward. Once you deal with the sting of it, and go, oh shoot, that is me. That's true. That's true. I am getting in my own way. I am the thing getting in my own way of whatever the goal is, whatever the future. Um you know, situation is, the ideal situation is, I'm the only thing getting in the way. But the good news is, then just deal with, deal with yourself, you know? It's not external at that point. It's just you, you know? So, um, I think that's pretty cool. You know, I think you can see that as uplifting. So, now I don't know. Now I'm kind of tempted. Do I keep going? Do I keep talking? do I change gears a little bit? Let's do this. Let's talk a little bit about this, the equation of getting clients. And then we'll kind of wrap up. I'll save the question for another day. You guys submit your questions for me. If you don't mind, Uh, I need more questions for the show so we can, uh, keep this thing rolling. Just, it just helps a lot. Again, I, you know, have to sit down every week and think of, think of new stuff to say. Well, twice a week, really. And um, it really helps have those questions. It really helps keeps the show. It keeps the show moving and it helps me save time and energy so I can sit down and it helps me make sure that I can actually just get, um, I, I can get right to it. And um, yeah, and, and I can make sure that it's also tailored to you. It's actually stuff that you guys want to hear about and that you have questions about. So don't be shy. Um, leave questions in the Facebook group. Tag me. Um, or on Instagram. So Facebook group, thejohnclark.com forward slash FB group, or on Instagram at thejohnclark, the underscore John underscore underscore Clark. So, so please submit your questions every week. Submit five of them and I'll answer them over time. Just submit 10 of them, whatever. Um, but that really helps. So I appreciate that in advance. Getting full, getting a full practice is is a numbers game. There's a bit of an equation for this. Okay. So I'm just going to break it down simply. And, and we, we go into this in depth in my training program. So you get really good at understanding your numbers and, and learning about conversion rates, etc. Um, So you should um, aim for roughly a 50% conversion rate. So out of the people that inquire to work with you or someone in your practice, you should aim for roughly a 50% conversion rate. If it's a little lower, I think that's okay. It depends on a lot of factors like insurance fees, whatever, but admit at, at minimum, you need to be tracking these things. So tracking your number of inquiries per week and your number of inquiries converted per week, divide those numbers. That's your conversion rate in a percentage. I found over time that ours is around 50% hovers. It can be anywhere between 30%, 60%, even 70 had some weeks at 80. Great. Um, but I think it kind of levels out at 50%. So if that's the case, if about 50% of the people that call convert and yours might be higher, again, there's a lot of factors. I'm also in a market where most people aren't private pay and we are, it's a group practice. So find what your baseline is and then go from there. But it's it's a convenient number for the sake of, of this point that I'm making. If you need 10 clients, guess what? You just need to generate 20 leads. You know, so if you know your numbers, you know, your number of inquiries, you know, your number of conversions and you know how many clients you need, don't panic and run around like a crazy person and do a bunch of stuff that doesn't work and network your tail off and whatever and pass out business cards. Just just run the numbers. You know, if you need 10 clients, you need to generate about 20 leads just to be safe. You need to generate 20 leads. How are you going to do that? You should have some ways, some buttons you can push in your marketing to get 20 leads. Knowing that about half of them might say no, or it's not going to be a fit, or they're not going to get back to you or whatever. That's okay. You have to be okay with clients saying no and turning away or whatever. That just means you need to generate more leads. So when we think about it that way, it's not that hard to get full, right? It's it's, it's really not. And if you're doing things to keep in touch with your hard-earned leads, it's even easier to get full because once you've generated those 20 leads and 10 of them book and those 10 come to see you for a while and you're also on your email list and you keep in touch with them through your email marketing, then they are pretty much permanent contacts for your business. So later when you need to get full or more full or you have a dip or whatever, you don't always have to go back to the well and focus on lead generation. Sometimes you can focus on just, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to dig into my email list a bit, engage my email list a bit more, see if I can pull, pull some business from that. And guess what? You usually can. Yeah. I don't know. We just have a way of making private practice seem really hard, but this doesn't have to be, it really doesn't have to be. And I I've just been saying that a lot lately, but it doesn't have to be. I believe that. So, um what else? Yeah. i have got some different options for you in terms of helping you make private practice easy. If you want to hear about those, if you want to schedule a call with me, a free call, um, I'm offering those right now. That always that can always change, but I'm offering those right now. So to apply for a call, go to thejohnclark.com forward slash work with me. Thejonclark.com forward slash work with me to set up a call and we'll talk about this stuff together and get you and <coughs> get you on track. Help you build a business that feeds you now and down the road. So um, that's that's probably about it. Guys, keep it kind of shorter. You know, we're, we're looking at twenty six minutes of of time here in the in the main kind of segment. But I wanted to give you all something to chew on. I want to tell you how important mindset is. I want to tell you to take your time with this mindset stuff. You know, um, because at, after that, if you get the mindset stuff right, everything else is coming is going to come in a lot more naturally lot 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 more naturally, I guarantee that. So work on that mindset stuff. Again, examine your narratives, examine your beliefs, your automatic thoughts, etc. And then think about that equation for getting clients and pulling uh you know, playing with those numbers for your own practice. And let me know how it's going. And let me know what questions you have and where you get stuck. So um that's it guys. Wednesday we have Sean Cook on the show. It should be a, it's a really, really fun episode. Not should be, it's already recorded, so I know it's a good episode. It's going to be a great one. And then um, Thursday's Thanksgiving, I hope you guys have a wonderful holiday. Friday's Black Friday. Don't get trampled by crazy shoppers, whatever. And enjoy yourselves. Unplug. Be grateful for what you've built. Be grateful for what you have. You know, think about that stuff. Step back from your business. Give it some room to breathe. Enjoy yourself. Grant yourself the respite that you've earned, that you've deserved. Don't check your email on Thanksgiving. Don't check your email when you're not working. Take email off your phone. I'm talking about that a lot lately with our, in the business made human groups. It's such a great thing you can do. Take email off your phone. Do it for one week and tell me what's different. You'll, see, you'll notice, you'll see. You'll get a lot more done. You'll feel better, you're less stressed, your relationships are better. It's transformative. I kid you not. But enjoy yourselves, guys. Enjoy the Thanksgiving. Enjoy the holiday, the long weekend. And um, we'll see you Wednesday for the episode. And then we'll see you back again on Monday for another solo episode. So I appreciate you guys a lot. Thanks for being here as always. I'll see you soon. Happy Thanksgiving.